Whether you're a medical professional, a health enthusiast, or someone looking to make positive changes in their lives, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Dr. H Podcast. I am your host, Dr. H. Stay tuned and let's prioritize our health one episode at a time. Welcome to the next episode of Dr. H. And on this episode, I simply titled it Diabetes for Dummies. Now, I'm not calling anyone that is listening to this a dummy, but I wanted to make sure that I broke down the information enough for each and every person, whether you're a nurse of 20 plus years or a person that doesn't understand anything medical. No matter who's listening to this, I want to make sure that you're able to comprehend what diabetes is, things to know about it, things to avoid or minimize, and follow up. So why this episode? It's pretty simple. For those that don't know, my husband is diabetic. My dad is diabetic. So diabetes is all around me. My former grandmother, who was my dad's mother who passed away a few years ago, she was diabetic also. My first experience with diabetes after my grandmother was my dad. He was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes a few years ago. More recently, my husband was diagnosed with diabetes about maybe two years ago, maybe two to three years ago now. We actually found out while he uh, was COVID positive and was admitted into the hospital. We found out because um, his blood sugar was super high. The COVID had an effect on his diabetes and it just sent it into overdrive. We had no idea uh, that he was diabetic at that time until that particular incident happened and we had to deal with it. So let's dive into it. Y'all, what is diabetes? Like I get asked that too from people all over as to what diabetes is. What is the sugar? As some of my elderly patients call it, the sugar things to know. Well, you know, there's several different types of diabetes. You know, there's type 1 diabetes, there's type 2 diabetes, there's gestational diabetes. And I'll break those down, you know, just a little bit. I don't want to get super, super in-depth and medically, as my sister would say, where people go, what in the world is she talking about? She kind of got on a tangent. Type 1 diabetes, these are people that need insulin. Their pancreas is not making the insulin that their body needs. So they need insulin to regulate their blood sugars. They require, you know, their sugars to be checked, them to have insulin in their bodies. Their pancreas doesn't automatically make insulin for them. Type 2 diabetes. This is a diabetes in which A lot of patients tend to regulate with how they're eating, the medications they take, or insulin, depending on what their diabetic numbers are. My dad, my grandmother um, that passed away, as well as my husband, each one of them are what we call type 2 diabetics. Typically, type 1 diabetics, 
as far as when they're diagnosed, they're typically diagnosed either juvenile or childhood age uh, as far as the diagnosis themselves or in rare cases, they can be diagnosed in their teen years with type 1 diabetes. It's definitely something that you find out about as you're growing up. It's not something you wake up one day and be like, hey, I got diabetes 30 years later. Type 1 diabetics typically are diagnosed younger in age. I did mention gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes is basically being diabetic while pregnant. A lot of people that are not initially diabetic and then get pregnant, if you think about it, pregnancy sends the body into all kinds of changes. And sometimes your body is not able to, the pancreas is not able to produce enough insulin, which sends that woman into what we call gestational diabetes, diabetes while pregnant. So that's probably one of the first things you need to know. What type do I have? You know, if the doctor comes in and says, hey, I got your yearly blood work back. And you know, unfortunately, your blood sugar is high. I think you're diabetic. That's the first question you need to ask. What, what type am I? You know, is it type one, type two? Chances are, if you're older in age and going and getting your yearly lab work, they're going to say type two. Like I mentioned before, typically type one is found while you are younger and gestational is typically diagnosed. You have to be pregnant to be diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Next, if you're diagnosed with diabetes, because you know some people immediately think their life is over when they are diagnosed as diabetic, ask for some diabetic teaching. What are some foods that can worsen diabetes? Now, let me just speak from the educational purpose in which I tell my patients, because I've been asked this multiple times. I'll tell you now, super starchy foods, gonna set off your diabetes. Think of it like this. You have to ask yourself, each time you're fixing yourself a plate of something to eat, is what I'm looking at in front of me gonna set off my diabetes? Does it look like it's full of sugar? Does it look like it's full of salt? Does it look like it's full of starch? If you answer yes to all of these, chances are it's gonna set off your diabetes. You have to do a lot of self-reflection in order to get to where you want to be. So if that means your goal is to no longer be diabetic as a type two diabetic, and your doctor says, I know you can do it, lose 20 pounds. And chances are you won't be diabetic anymore. Well, I'm telling you now, you're not going to lay down and wake up the next day and be 20 pounds lighter. That type of life change requires consistency. In other words, doing it over and over again and making it part of your regular lifestyle. So that means it's time to grow up and let's get it. Let's go. A lot of times I will say that to my patients and I do work with the geriatric population. So sometimes they look like I've lost my mind a little bit <laughs> when I say that. But it's just a saying to hype you up, encourage you to do better. Just because this is currently where you are doesn't mean this is where you have to be. 
That's not where you have to be. That's not your destination. Work towards putting yourself first. Making those gradual changes. Go from white toast in the morning. Have some wheat toast instead. Instead of having two slices, maybe think about having one slice with a side of eggs or a side of something else that you know is not going to set your sugar off. Fruits. Let's talk about it, y'all. I love fruit. I love it, especially first thing in the morning. Fresh banana, watermelon, cantaloupe, you name it. I'm telling you now, especially newly diagnosed diabetics, if you're sitting there saying, oh, all I had for breakfast was a banana. Bananas are, yeah, they're, they're sugary. Start taking a, and I, I do tell newly diagnosed diabetics this, grab you like a small notebook or something like that and, and do a week's worth of diary on your food. Write down everything you're putting in your mouth from that Coke you're drinking to that Chinese food you're having. Write it all down for a week. And after that week is done, look at the foods. Is everything white in color as in super starchy? Are you eating a lot of fruits? Are you drinking a lot of caffeinated products that have about 64 grams of sugar in them when you look at the bottle? As you're doing this this diary of your food, this lets you know, hey, this is what I'm eating and this is why my sugar is running what it's running. I need to make some changes. Start to pay attention because most newly diabetic, um, diagnosed diabetics, they will give them what we call a glucometer. This is what you use when you prick your finger to check to see what your sugar is. Start paying attention as you're listing these foods out that once you check your sugar again, oh my goodness, my sugar is 400 with that bread and that potatoes that I ate together. Pay attention to that combination so you know. Most patients that are at 400, especially if it's running that way consistently, they realize I don't feel good having that like that. I need to leave that alone. Eat like you want to feel good. If you want to feel good, eat like that. That's a goal. Eat like you want to feel good. Starchy foods, fried foods. I love, I love lemon pepper wings with a side of seasoned fries. Most people know, for those that know me, absolutely love them, love them. But if you know it's setting off your diabetes and you feel like garbage afterwards, maybe time to let them go. Now, I'm going to tell you this because I, I worked with this doctor for quite some time and I absolutely love what she used to tell our patients when we worked together. You can eat anything you want to in the world within moderation. And I solely believe this because if you're like me and my lemon pepper wings and my seasoned fries, like that's one of my absolute favorite meals. If I were to be diagnosed with diabetes today, I would still enjoy them, but I have to enjoy it within moderation. Eating a 10 to 20 piece, not necessarily what I would consider moderation. Eating until I'm literally going, oh my God, I'm so stuffed. I don't know what to do with myself. If you're eating like that, 
That is overeating. That is your body's way of telling you, you ate way too much, girl or guy. You you need to pull it back. Pull it all the way back. Way too much. Start eating within moderation. Also, think of this. Look at your water intake. Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking at very minimum at least half of your body weight per day? I hold myself accountable for this because I have to admit, I don't always do that. I get busy. I get seeing patients. Things happen. Life happens. I don't get a chance to do that. And I tell you, the difference between when I drink half my weight and body uh, as far as water is concerned and when I don't, it's, it is different for me. When I drink all of my water within the day, my mind is clearer. My kidneys, I feel like they function better. And you think about it, the majority of our body is made of water. So if you're not giving your body the amount of water that it needs, I'm telling you, it will not function. It won't function well at all. So make sure that you are drinking enough water. If you're diabetic, you'll see a difference in your diabetes as well because water will definitely offset all of that sugar that you are taking in. So make sure that you're getting the amount of water that you need. And something that I've noticed by drinking at least half my weight in water is when I'm getting that water in, that ice cream that I thought I wanted, I don't want it no more because I'm full. All that water not even drunk. I don't need it no more. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. Put the ice cream down, y'all. Typically, drinking half your weight in water will slow down all these bad decisions when it comes to food. Start asking yourself this with each and every moment. Am I really hungry? Or am I having an emotional moment where I feel like I'm hungry, but not really? That's something you need to ask yourself. Because sometimes I realize uh, I'm not diabetic myself, but I do have my lab work done each and every year so I can keep a watch on it because I do have a family history of it. So ask yourself this, am I hungry or am I just having a moment? Sometimes when I am feeling sad, I will get one of my favorite meals and I'll eat. Or if I'm in my feelings about something, I will fix myself something. I call it comfort food and I will eat. Comfort food is typically something that is feeling probably not the healthiest for you and will be very detrimental to your sugars. Makes you feel good in the moment, but afterwards not so much think about that what are you putting in your body what foods do you notice that are driving that blood sugar number up and do your best to eat those foods in moderation if you find yourself newly diabetic and you can't eat in moderation then let it go pause that food for the moment because Chances are, if you can't eat it in moderation, your sugar, it, it's not going to thrive when you're sitting there and you're constantly eating something that you know is trashing your sugar. Here's something else I want you to know. 
is weight a factor slash my lifestyle a factor? Let's dive into that. Did your doctor, when they diagnosed you with diabetes, say, hey, you need to lose 20 pounds. You lose about 50 pounds, and I believe that diabetes will be gone. If weight is a factor, then you need to do some major changes. If you know you're eating all fried foods and carbs and things that make you feel good but not really, we need to reevaluate. Start substituting some of those bad foods for things like vegetables, broccoli, asparagus. I'm telling you, y'all, I used to not like them. They're actually really good. Brussels sprouts, they're good. Especially if you season them just right, game changer. And the seasonings don't have to be full of salt. I use no salt seasonings and they are absolutely amazing. Start substituting these foods so weight will no longer be a factor. When I mentioned my lifestyle being a factor, that's pretty simple when you talk about that. Your lifestyle as in, do I order out all the time? Do I not cook myself food? Am I always on the go as in I don't take time to prep my food or pack my lunch? I'm just ordering Uber or I'm ordering DoorDash to get my food and not considering eating something healthier. You guys, here, here's a moment I want you to think about. Each time you eat takeout, do you think they use the healthiest of seasonings and salts to prepare your food? No, they don't. I'm telling you they don't. If you prep and cook your food at home, you can control what is put in your mouth because you know exactly what's on that plate. You know exactly how it's seasoned. You know exactly how it was cooked because you did it. So consider that if your lifestyle is more of on the go and you can't slow down to do that, consider maybe investing in a business that has healthier meal plans. Consider that. Because at least you're taking control of what you're eating and what is being put in your mouth. Eliminate weight and your lifestyle being an issue from you grasping what diabetes is. Your provider, nurse practitioner, doc or whatnot, they can't help you if you're not honest with yourself. So if you can't do an honest reflection of my lifestyle being an issue, my weight being an issue, or if you're just saying, well, I'm big and I'm, I'm just not going to work out. I'm just not going to do anything for myself. Who is that impacting? It's not impacting that provider. They're going to go on to the next patient, live in their life and not think twice about it. It's impacting you. It's impacting your liver, your heart, your kidneys. I tell patients all the time, what your weight is, that is exactly what your body is having to manage. So if you're 400 pounds, your heart is managing that and doing the best that it can. Your kidneys is doing the best that it can with that. Your liver is doing the best that it can with that. The pancreas is doing what it can with that. But if you're not honest with yourself and willing to make some lifestyle modifications, your provider, they can't help you. There is no amount of teaching or preaching that they can do that can help save you 
from self-sabotage. That's exactly what that is. It is sabotaging yourself if you're not willing to put in the effort and help yourself. So don't be afraid to help yourself. If you have for three months religiously made modifications, drank half your water as far as your weight is concerned, you have start eating vegetables and cutting back on the starchy and fried foods and the scale isn't moving, let me tell you now, perhaps something medical is going on. Have them dig deeper into your thyroid levels, your hormone levels, there could be something else complex going on as to why you can't lose weight. Sometimes losing weight is not our fault. It could be something beyond our control pushing us to stay that size no matter what we do as far as, as they say, doing right is concerned. So don't be afraid to say, hey, I have done all these things and it's not working. My sugars are still out of control. I don't know what's going on. Can you do some additional lab work? And sometimes if they still don't come up with anything, maybe a referral is needed. Maybe a specialist like an endocrinologist. An endocrinologist will definitely dig deeper into they specialize when it comes to hormones and endocrine issues imbalances. They will run specialized tests to perhaps get you the diagnosis that you need. If you have a complex diagnosis like PCOS, that could be hormone imbalances as to why you can't lose weight and get your diabetes under control. Do not be scared to jump in and ask the questions of why can't I lose weight when I know I'm doing right. But you definitely want to be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself first and foremost, because if you're not honest with yourself and you're going in and telling them, yes, I'm doing the right things, knowing you just had that fried chicken before you went in that doctor's office, y'all better stop lying. Don't make your provider work any harder than we have to. We work really hard. We solve complex cases and work with complex people every day. Please do not make us work any harder than we have to. When it comes to that, tell the truth and be honest. Next, follow up with your PCP or your primary care provider every three months and then six months. The reason I say that is, there is a level by the name of hemoglobin A1C. This is the level of your blood sugar within a three month span. You want to get this particular level every three months. That way you will have what your blood sugar levels are and see what your blood sugar is running. This can let them know, yes, they're doing what they need to do or no, we need to make some changes, modify their medicines, their insulins or whatnot Make some changes so we can get their numbers good. If your number is 12 or 13 as far as a hemoglobin A1C, you have some work to do. That is extremely high. Or if it's higher than that, my goodness, definitely some work to do. Not saying that it can't be done, but I'm saying we need to get to work. Start today. You want to make sure that you're getting that blood work drawn at least every three months. Or if you're doing really well, your doctor may recommend six months or maybe even a year. I mentioned it before, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again. 
Check your sugar and keep a log of it. Get you a notebook and write down what you ate and maybe two hours after you check your blood sugar after you've eaten your meal, check it, see what it is. Pay attention to what medications or what, um, excuse me, not medications, what foods are setting off your blood sugar. So you know to minimize that and maybe add some veggies instead or add some water instead. Or if you want to continue and you say, my oatmeal is a non-negotiable, my grits is a non-negotiable, or my bread, my bagel, I ain't letting it go, non-negotiable. And that's okay, but pay attention that if it is not wheat or some other healthier alternative, because it is a carb, it's going to drive your sugar up. So pay attention and minimize that when it comes to the amount that you're eating. Moderation is key. But definitely, when you keep the log, bring that with you to the doctor's office so your doctor can kind of see, when I'm eating this, this is what it's running. When I'm eating that, it looks much better. When you bring stuff like that into the doctor's office, because I've had patients do that when I worked in the clinic before, I'm telling you, it is a major game changer. Because it shows me you are just as compassionate about your health care as I am as your health care provider. Help me help you. That's important. I want you to be able to help me. I want you to be just as invested in your health as I am as a provider to taking care of you and managing your medicines and any chronic diseases that you may have, such as diabetes. So invest in you. Take the time to tell that provider what's going on, what symptoms you've noticed. Here's my blood sugar log. And let's let's see how we can help each other. I know as far as diabetes for dummies, there's also you have to think about the treatment for diabetes. You know, am I taking a pill? Am I taking a shot? What am I taking to help my numbers? You want to make sure that you know how often you have to take that pill, any side effects that happen from taking that pill, like stomach upset or diarrhea or something like that. The insulin, how often are you taking the insulin? When should you check it and take the insulin? Insulin is a shot that you take when it comes to diabetes to bring your blood sugar numbers down. If you're new to diabetes, request diabetic education. Sometimes they will recommend a dietitian that you can talk to as far as modifying your diet and the things that you eat to better help regulate your sugar. And the nurses will actually educate you if you need it for the shots for insulin. They will show you how to inject it, how to make sure you're rotating the sites as far as giving your insulin or your shots. You want to make sure that you're able to do all of this before you walk out of the doctor's office or wherever it is that you were diagnosed with being diabetic. Know how to give your medicine. Know if you're going to take that pill on an empty stomach or if you're going to eat and then take your medicine. Make sure that you're aware if you are taking a specific diabetic medicine and it has side effects or something um, potentially such as, excuse me, renal failure or kidney failure, you need to know that. If it has a side effect such as like renal failure, then you would want to look for a change in your urine. That's that's major. Fatigue, that could be a potential sign. 
flank pain or pain within uh, your torso towards the back where your kidneys would be. Things like that are important to know if the medication causes those particular side effects. Make sure that you're aware before you leave of things to look for. Make sure that you get you a notebook and start jotting down. Do like I recommended and make at least a diary of your food for an entire week along with blood sugar checks. So you know what sets it off as to what I need to minimize and what are things that I eat that it actually is okay with. I need to incorporate a little bit more of that. Do that for a week and really honestly do some self-reflection. I feel like self-reflection is like getting myself together. When I do self-reflection on something, it's me getting myself together. Seeing what do I as a patient need to do better so that my doctor or my nurse practitioner can help me better. Then you want to make sure, of course, you're keeping that log right along there with it. So you have everything right there. So let's sum this up. Diabetes itself, know what type you have. Make sure you're aware of what you'll be taking as far as your treatment. Make sure you're able to know any side effects or things that you, if they happen to you, do I need to stop this medicine and come see you? Know about that. That's important. Also, when you're making your food diary, along with your blood sugar logs, know what foods worsen it. What makes the diabetes or your, your blood glucose numbers worse? Make sure that you're aware of that. Some examples will typically be a lot of fruits or white and starchy foods, fried foods, salted foods. And you think about it, with salted foods comes high blood pressure. Definitely another episode for that. Also, make sure if weight is a factor or your lifestyle, do self-reflection of that and see, is that something I need to change? The provider can't help you if you don't help yourself. Follow up with your primary care provider, especially when you're newly diagnosed within three months to have your levels drawn again, and then maybe even six months, ask your healthcare provider and they will be able to tell you specifically when to come back for your levels. I'm gonna leave you today with this. Diabetes can be doable with the right tools. Think about that. It can be doable. But you have to have the right tools to succeed and conquer diabetes like the boss that I know you are. This is Dr. H. Until next time.
be sure to follow me on social media for updates and additional content. You can find me on Instagram at aharvey underscore FNP or my Facebook group at Dr. H. Crew. That's D-O-C-T-A-H-C-R-E-W. Also, consider leaving me a review to help others find this information.